The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsibility responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your O RG Ochoa. He is your 75 two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer and live in living color, the one and only Tony Casillas TC. What up? I'm doing good this day. Uh this Wednesday and uh everything's uh going well. Um uh, it's been uh, this first, last three days have been uh, interesting, so to speak. You know, yesterday was one of my favorite. Or I don't know if I can say our, but my favorite holiday, Cinco de Mayo. So sure, it's kind of it's kind of a little anticlimactic because it wasn't uh, it wasn't our traditional how we celebrate uh, Cinco de Mayo. And also it was my my dad. My my give props out to my dad, uh, uh, my late father. It's his birthday, so I had two things to celebrate. But uh, I'm doing great on Wednesday, brother. I saw your um your post about that, and there was a photo of your your father. Where it looked like it looked like Hawaii. I mean, that was just my guess. Where was the photo taken? Uh, you know what? I think you're right. It was uh, it was taken in Hawaii, and um, and you know, my dad and I, man, we were like best friends. We got to experience a lot of a lot of great fond memories. I mean, I always told him um, that uh, we, that we'd make a hell of, write a build him write a hell of a book and. So I think that was actually was in uh, when he was in Maui. So uh, mm. that was a cool picture. But I mean, that's think you some things you got to pay tribute to sure. your pops or your mom. And, you know, when they're not here, it's, uh, you know, the legacy just continues to, to roll on, man. No, absolutely. Well, uh, go check out Tony's photo. It was really awesome. It's a great photo. Like, I'm pretty proud that I was able to identify. I've never been to Hawaii, so uh, that I was able to identify that. You know, my um, my knowledge of the world is clearly um, clearly large. So, uh, good for me, I guess. Um, what do you think of the last dance? The last two episodes. Oh, it's, it's just. It seems like it just keeps getting better and better. Uh, it, it reminds me of, uh, you, you know, one of your favorite Netflix shows that you, mm-hmm. you know, after episode after episode, and you just, you just can't, uh, you know what, you don't want it to go by fast. I mean, you want more because after the, the 10th episode, it's over. And, uh, so I'm just, you know, there's so many storylines I and mean, whether it's, sure. which, which I thought someone pointed out was pretty funny. RJ is that they were talking about, you know, how competitive Michael Jordan is obviously, but um the uh the quarter game the the games that he's oh he, yeah, yeah pitching the pitching the the, the uh quarters in the locker yeah. room with the uh, security and someone uh you know made the reference that michael jordan man he he you know he's better than the, the greatest he played against we're, we're talking yeah uh, you know guys that he competed against night and night out but the guy with the jared curl mullet 
uh, took Michael's money. So, I mean, there's just so many uh, footnotes and so many storylines and that. I mean, this gets better and better, man. I mean, it's been a tremendous, tremendous epic series so far. I saw this tweet um, that kind of – I didn't realize that I I felt this way until I saw the tweet, if that makes sense. And the tweet said it was about the scene where Ahmad Rashad asks Jordan in Barcelona, you know, who's who, who would take the game-winning shot? And he's like, me, of course, whatever. But he's carrying his golf clubs in that scene, right? And the tweet said, trying to wrap my mind around the fact that in this scene – Jordan is at the Olympics, which is like the pinnacle of athletic competition. And he is actually so good at his actual sport that he literally took equipment in his golf clubs over there to relax. You know, like, like that's amazing. Like that he, he, he knew like, Oh, I'll have time to chill and and play 18 because, (laughs) because I'm that but, awesome. That's well, just that's how he processed and, and dealt with, the, I guess, the pressure. And, you know, he was just – he's such a, a, a rare person that can compartmentalize that. And and I remember vividly back in 93, I believe it was, is whenever uh, that they were playing um, uh, the Knicks at the time. And he, he went to Atlantic City to gamble. And right. that's when everyone was like, okay, well, you know, him and his dad decided to go and gamble like 2.30 morning and – and, uh, you know, the next night he'd go out and put up 55 against him. I mean, so there's not too – I can't think of any individual that can do that besides Tiger Woods because we all know what Tiger right. Woods is, what he – you know, what he was processing at the time. I mean, well-documented with a nine iron, but uh, just amazing what he could do. And, and I know this, don't ever challenge that man because sure. they, the media challenged him and he, he didn't talk to him for two weeks and he just quietly went out there and continued to dominate. It got me thinking, like – you know, just imagining if, you know, if the Cowboys win the Super Bowl here and now and we found out, you know, Dak Prescott took his golf clubs to Tampa Bay, you know, for the, you know, to go play, like he would be roasted for that. You know, it's just kind of crazy. But it like so it made me think, what was was there anything that you guys did or maybe you and somebody did in the lead up to one of the Super Bowls that just like even if it was like. We played a board game, you know, just because we wanted to cut. Like, was there anything like that or was it just business, business, business? No, it, it's interesting because we played we played cards and, and gambled on the plane, uh, you know, on the road trips there. And then on the way back, just depending if we won or, 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 or <laughs> lost, you know, depending on what the mood was. And uh, and that's something you didn't want to do, considering who was the, the head coach, Jimmy Johnson, we just could not tolerate losing. Um but you know, there's a lot of things we did during the you know during the weeks of the the Super Bowl. I mean, we we went out, we had a good time, and but you know that's the thing that was really good about our team, and, and kind of compared to what Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's an individual, obviously, that carried that franchise. But mm-hmm. you know, when it was time to go out and have a good time, uh, we went out and did that uh, responsibly. Maybe something you know not responsibly in a way that probably weren't doing the right thing or right or wrong, but. As far as just going out and just, you know, pro, you know, just dealing with things and everything that goes along with that, and having a social life, and then coming back the next day and and taking care of business. And I, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's times when I'd go out and I'd show up at practice the next day and was hungover, but <laughs> I knew that I had to get through practice on a Wednesday or Thursday because, I mean, that was my job. And so it's like yeah. anything else. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna. You, if you're gonna well, yeah, play. Like, you got. If you're gonna. If you're gonna play, you got to pay the price. And the price was look. 
regardless of what you did the night before, you got to be accountable and take care of business. And that's what we're able to do. I think to that point, um, you know, like, like we're talking today's May 6th and you mentioned yesterday was Cinco de Mayo. If, if we had been in normal times, a lot of people would have hit up some happy hours, you know, whatever. <laughs> and they would have had to have gone to work today. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and they, maybe somebody would have, would have not been feeling so great. And, and, you know, it's, it's different, but it's the same when, you know, you're a professional athlete because that is your job. It's just uh, it's it's kind of wild. And it got me thinking there were actually I don't know if you saw this. There were two Cowboys fans that they showed um, in the line for season tickets. Uh, one guy was wearing a Cowboys like starter jacket and somebody's wearing a Cowboys cap. And it just got me thinking if you know, because I'm sure there were a lot of people who love the Cowboys and love the Bulls, you know, in, in that you know window of time that. Like dealing with the fact that in, you know, 90, like January 94, February 94, you're you're dealing with not only has Michael Jordan just retired and, and left the game of basketball and walked away from winning three in a row. But then Jimmy Johnson leaves the Cowboys like that. That's crazy. Like it's it's crazy to think that those things like happened. And, and you know, it's just I guess it's a, a symptom of what life would have been like had social media existed back then. Because if social media had existed back then, people would have destroyed the Bulls and destroyed the Cowboys for letting those things fall apart. Well, here's the thing also with Michael Jordan and, and that I, the observation that was made in the last, uh, you know, the last episode is that, you know, they tried to find some dirt on Michael Jordan. And I mean, the dude, when he gambles, I mean, I, the stories are synonymous when it comes to his gambling. And I've heard stories of golf courses in Houston I mean, the dude shows up with a million dollars. I mean, look, if you can afford, I mean, and I think someone made a good point there. You know, ten thousand dollars to Michael Jordan now, he's worth two billion dollars. Right. Is worth ten dollars. And I mean, let's keep everything in perspective. Sure. So, um, and it's not something that really just uh really affected his game. It helped his game. I mean, I mean, it didn't really thrive on the competition. Right. And uh but I mean, that's the thing about it. it's like when I look and you mentioned the point in the in the nineties when that all happened. Uh, I think we took it for granted. And had there been social media, to your point, RJ, maybe some of the things that he did would probably maybe not done him or been totally more sensationalized. I mean, look at Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, he wanted the attention. Right. I mean, you know, Madonna got a hold of him. We're talking about the Last Dance and. He wanted to brand his, you know, his, uh, his individuality and look what happened to that. I mean, that helped him. I mean, that put him, that put him on the, uh, unorthodox social map. Sure. Um, well, I'm very excited to see episodes now. What are we seven and eight and see Steve get punched (laughs) in the face and stuff. But, um, so we've all talked a lot about Andy Dalton, right? That's, that's the news of the week. I I don't know that Andy Dalton has been talked about this much since Katie, the Katie area was talking about the Tigers. You know what I mean? It's been a long time. And uh, Andy Dolan, obviously the newest backup quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and everybody has a take. I wanted to look at the Andy Dalton thing a little bit differently today. Um, how important is Andy Dalton? Lewis Riddick, uh, you know, there was a lot of discussion after the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts, your boy, uh, about, I, I, th- I believe that he said, that a, a backup quarterback is about the 30th most important player on a team, or it's a top 30 position. And a lot of people, I feel like, don't look at it that way. And so looking at the Cowboys specifically, I wanted to try to figure out, you know, where Andy Dalton ranks. It, you know, it, there's going to be 55 players ultimately on the team, and so he's surely not the 55th most valuable player. 
but uh but yeah i mean so you know the collective pool and and going off the guys who we we know for sure will be on the team i wanted to kind of figure this out so uh what you think andy dalton's like the number one most important player tony i'm assuming you know it's 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 very hypothetical uh (laughs) you have to look at all the you know the reasons why they signed andy dalton i mean i i think that uh, given the fact that you're not for sure about the contract negotiations with uh, Dak Prescott, uh, you don't want to be, you know, you don't have sleepless nights worrying about Cooper Rush being your potential quarterback, you know, once. And, uh, and, and, and so you have to just kind of address that. And look, we, we know that the Cowboys have spent money in the, in the past on backup quarterbacks. I mean, we can go back like the Kyle, Kyle Orton's and John Kittness. Right. I mean, they have spent money on that, which, you know, for $3 million, what they're paying him is base salary with incentives to make $7 million in one year deal. It's not that bad, bad, bad of a deal. I mean, you don't bat an eye. It's a that. great deal. Yeah. I mean, it's a steal. I mean, the guy was making $16 million last year. And so it's a one year deal. So the way I look at it here, RJ, is that uh, one, uh, under the circumstances, you know, with a new offense and just a very potentially explosive offense. Uh, you know, you obviously add C.D. Lamb and a new coach and uh, Mike McCarthy. You bring someone in like Andy Dalton, which has had success. I mean, look at his, his record postseason and his one in Cincinnati. Now you put him in in a system where now he's going to, you know, he's going to grasp hold of it. So he's going to be ready and prepared mentally. I mean, we don't know what the pandemic, what that's going to, you know, what that the future holds for that. Um, mm-hmm. We'll address that. But then on the second thing is 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 Dak Prescott looks at this. I mean, you cannot be immune to a little insecurity of like a little like poke and a little leverage for the Cowboys now because, quite frankly, if you if you rank him right now, without them signing Dak Prescott, I would say he's in your top two or three players considered hypothetically if Dak Prescott is not signed, he holds out for two two weeks. I mean, we saw this last year with. Zeke Elliott, correct? Mm-hmm. So I think that really posturing wise and and not really feeling feeling. I think if you feel you feel more uh, more comfortable and more secure about Andy Dalton than you did Cooper Rush. Well, I don't I don't think that Andy provides the Cowboys leverage at all. I, I don't see that. I mean, I understand obviously you know Dak is technically you know up for a new deal, hasn't signed his franchise tag and whatnot. Um, but well, I, I disagree with that because I, I think when you know he wanted forty million dollars and all of a sudden you know they bring in Andy Dalton, which Andy Dalton again. I mean, there's a reason why he's not in Cincinnati, and you can talk about the you know just a, a, a new era with Joe Burrow new quarterback, you know, coaches and different, a change the guard. But I will say this, I mean, you know, it's leverage for them. I mean, regardless if you people don't want to admit that or not, I mean, it's a lot easier to Dylan, you know, being in a, a position at the table with Andy Dalton as opposed to Cooper Rush. I don't I mean, disagree with that. Like, it's, you cannot, it's you cannot deny it, that. It's certainly, it is different in that, you know, your backup option is Andy Dalton versus Cooper Rush. However, I think if if we're living in this hypothetical and, and your if your two options are one pay and and I'm not saying Dak Prescott is asking for forty million dollars a year, but that's the number you said right now. So to use that, if if option one is pay Dak Prescott forty million dollars a year, or option two go at it with Andy Dalton, 
I will take option one 10 out of 10 times. There's there's no world that I would prefer option two. So while while Andy Dalton certainly raises the floor of the non-Dak Prescott options because he's significantly better than Cooper Rush, I still don't think that provides leverage. I, I mean, it, it it makes the team better. And that was the, the, the way I was coming at this. Like, you know, so... You know, I agree with you. In a Dak Prescottless world, Andy Dalton is—I think—he's the most important player on the Cowboys because he's the quarterback. But with Dak Prescott obviously there, and I—I I mean, this this will—I really—I don't see how this doesn't get done. You know, when it comes to July fifteenth, this is we've seen the Cowboys handle it this way. Demarcus Lawrence used his shoulder surgery as leverage to get you know the Cowboys to sign him to the deal he wanted, and because they had no choice, they caved. Zeke Elliott, you just mentioned it. He held out and they caved in the final week of the preseason. And so this is a team that when the 11th hour hits and it's either cave or move on without the player, they usually cave. In fact, they cave 100% of the time. So, you know, I know it's May, uh, but, you know, what is it? May 6th, obviously. So like five, six weeks from now, I think they will cave or not five, six, uh, nine, 10 weeks from now. I think they'll cave and give Dak whatever his team wants, which is a four-year deal versus a five-year deal. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's the case, and 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 look, I I agree with that. The deal will get done. I'm just is is there's not as much uh, sense of urgency or not. I'm, desperation is probably not uh, the right word. Well, maybe you know if you're looking at Cooper Rush as your backup quarterback, maybe. And look, this thing just kind of fell into the Cowboys' lap. I mean, look at the whole draft, and now look at Andy Dalton. I, I'm just saying, when you look at a viable backup quarterback under these circumstances, sure. It's not a bad uh, position to be in. And regardless of, of what people may think, as a player, you're a little bit more insecure now that you actually have someone that's been established, stone for 30,000 yards. I mean, he had a terrible year last year. But still, I mean, you're plugging him in a system and you really don't know how, you know, how he'll set up and how he'll thrive if he has to. And I, Andy, you ask Andy Dalton, Dak Prescott is the quarterback. But I'm just saying, from you, you were asking the Cowboys would say they said they would give him 33 million and a four or five. He wants a five year deal. So if you're stuck at one, you know, one number, one way, the other one year, or you know, whatever that number may be, this mm-hmm. may be just to me enough that like the the Cowboys may balk. And I really think, and 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 I really think that this is the position the Cowboys are taking. Now they feel like they have a little more le- more leverage because. They don't have to worry about that. They don't have to get the deal. If he doesn't sign a deal by July 15th, he's going to be under the franchise tag. Okay. So he's going to make whatever that is, 33, Or, or he might not play. I mean, or he, he may not play. So, yeah. So that's uh we'll see like we'll, that. We'll, we'll cross that road. I mean, there's a long time until that can happen, but I think uh, the it's fact- totally, I think the, pli- the, the price of po- poker has changed somewhat. See, I, I, even if that were true, I think then the Cowboys, gave up leverage if you want if you want to call all this leverage when they waived cooper rush because if if we're being hypothetical and the hypothetical here is you know that that they aren't able to get a deal done with dak and he says i'm not going to play on the tag and so then you have to go at 2020 with andy dalton as your starter then why wave cooper rush now because if if that were the case then you would need cooper rush to back up Andy Dalton because you don't want a seventh round rookie Ben DiNucci to be your primary backup. You would at least want it to be a veteran with three years NFL experience. So to me, I mean, at the very least, the fact that they waived Cooper Rush, you know, really implies we know Andy Dalton is our backup quarterback. We want those 
third quarterback snaps to go to our rookie project, Ben DiNucci, and Dak Prescott is our unquestioned starter. I mean, I, well, I feel if, if, it, if that comes to that, if it comes to that point where you could, I mean, I don't know if Cooper Rush, I guess he ended up signing with the Giants. Or the got Giants. claimed by, by Jason. Yeah, by yeah. the so there you, so I, you, I mean, look, I mean, I'm not, I wasn't impressed with what Cooper Rush did. I wasn't impressed with what Kellen Moore did as a backup quarterback. I think those guys are dime a dozen. You can go out and find a guy like Cooper Rush and sign someone to back up. But why Why release him immediately then? You know, like the incentive, there was no incentive to releasing Cooper Rush. Well, I think the incentive is now, I mean, you have to, I mean, you look at the salary cap. I mean, the incentive is, is like, okay, well, we're going to release him now because honestly, I don't think they really had much, you know, confidence in someone like Cooper Rush. And he was very expendable. I mean, I think that that's the, the stance that they took. We don't need this guy. And I don't think you can look in it that way, RJ. You can't just because they cut Cooper Rust doesn't do anything to think, okay, well, you know, uh, you know, that's, you know, they lost all leverage because they, well, they don't I, have see, a like, backup quarterback. I don't think they, they drafted a, they drafted a kid, you know, I mean, I would feel more comfortable maybe have developing that guy than worrying about and going to sign someone else than not, than not releasing Cooper Rush. Right. I'm saying they lost leverage if you believe that Andy Dalton provides leverage. I don't believe that Andy Dalton provides any. I see. And I think that when you follow the paper trail here this offseason, they tendered Cooper Rush at two point one million dollars, which showed at the very least a minimal amount of interest in him. Yeah, and th- absolutely. And then, and then Andy Dalton became available and in that, you know, kind of not they're not the same things, but kind of like CeeDee Lamb. They had no idea CeeDee Lamb would fall to 17. So they pulled the trigger. Right. So Andy Dalton suddenly becomes available. Oh, wow. We didn't see this was going to happen. So let's just reverse course. I know we tendered, you know, Cooper Rush, but let's just bail on that. And the, but my point is the, the reason you can bail on Cooper Rush is because, you know, that Andy Dalton is your second quarterback. That that's my point. I, I don't think you get rid of Cooper Rush if you have even the most remote idea that Dak Prescott might not be available to you. Because if Dak Prescott were not available to the Cowboys, they would have needed Andy Dalton and Cooper Rush. And the fact that they feel confident that they don't need Cooper is clear that they believe their quarterback room will include Dak Prescott, Andy Dalton, and Ben DiNucci. Well, well, you just they tendered him two point one million dollars. They're paying uh, Andy Dalton three million. There's five million dollars of the salary between two quarterbacks. Okay, with the upside of him making seven million. If he does get any playing time, if this does, you know, there is a holdout. Mm-hmm. Let's say worst case scenario, Dak Prescott doesn't 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 play the year, which is not going to happen. Um, you know, my point is that I'll go back to the past. The Cowboys have spent. Seven million, six, seven million dollars on a backup quarterback. Okay, so I think you're getting a bargain deal with Andy Dalton. Not to sure. say, look, I'm not building Andy Dalton up. I mean, I don't. Dak Prescott is the quarterback of the future, and however you want to look at it, I mean, it, the Cowboys they had to take a stance and go out and get someone to, you know that was available and get him right. cheap. So, you know, there's on both sides. I mean, it's a game; they're playing a game, but I, I really think. That if you look at Andy Dalton and, and, and look, he may he may be he may play as hopefully I'm not even gonna put this out there, but we all remember the Brandon Whedon years whenever he had to play. Sure. It was horrible. So not that he's ever gonna be in a position like that, but you know if Dak gets hurt, but I think there is some security there with the Cowboys knowing they could go out and get a proven veteran like Andy Dalton. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun. 
but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. So last thing, because I really want to rank Andy Dalton's worth to the Cowboys, but I, I think I think every Cowboys fan should hope that Andy Dalton does play under the right circumstances in 2020. Obviously, you don't want to see him play, you know, because something happened to Dak Prescott. But I think what you want, if you're a Cowboys fan, is for the Cowboys to lock up the number one seed or to be blowing people out and for Andy to come in because Andy Dalton is on a one year deal. Right. So what you really want is Andy Dalton to show the rest of the NFL. Hey, guess exactly. what? I've, I've still got it. And then come 2021, have somebody say, you know what, Andy, why don't you come be the quarterback for the Jaguars or whatever? And then, you know, you get a 2022 compensatory pick for him. So, you know, I also I just remembered while we were talking that when the Cowboys interviewed Mike McCarthy, they interviewed Marvin Lewis. And obviously, it wasn't 100% known that Andy Dalton would be available back then. Um, granted, the Bengals did have the number one pick, and everybody kind of knew they were taking Joe Burrow. But I wonder if if just a conversation happened there. Like, hey, what do you think about Andy Dalton? You know, because who would know him better than Marvin Lewis? You know what I mean? Uh, I think, I, I'm sure that there's people that talk. I mean, these coaches talk. I mean, it's a... You know, it's a small fraternity of networking. Right. And, and, and I'm sure that a lot of that went into, you know, all this decision-making when, you know, Andy Dahl to me seems like a really good dude. I love the, the Instagram photos of, or video of him throwing in the backyard, just oh. throwing <laughs> dimes to a net. I'm like, is that Photoshop? Because he threw like four or five, and it's, his kids are like giving him, you know, tossing yeah, the ball yeah, yeah. and he's throwing it. So, uh, and, and look, to this point, I really – I didn't really follow – someone like Andy Dalton because, mm -hmm. you know, I, when he was at TCU, yes. Uh, but when he went to Cincinnati, I mean, you know, in this part of the country, the world, we follow the Cowboys, but now, I mean, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a great decision on them to bring him in again at a bargain deal and under the circumstances. And look, I'm not going to put, I, I'll, I'll, I'll use this hypothetically. What if they tell Andy Dalton, look, we're going to give you a one-year deal. You're going to get a chance to play because we don't. We may not sign Dak Prescott, so nah. you're going to be the guy. Well, I'm just saying hypothetically, <laughs> you get two or three games under your belt. I mean, look, I'm just 
I'm trying to, you know. You're just throwing stuff against the wall. We got, we got no, to I'm think. Throwing, yeah. I mean, I'm throwing stuff up in the air, and, you know, the, the sky's the limit with this deal. I'm just saying that if you buy into that, I can understand that whole situation with Andy Dalton still thinking he'd be a starter in the National Football League. He goes out there and puts up preseason, plays in the preseason, plays maybe two or three games in the regular season. I don't know. I'm just saying – the best case scenario for Andy Dalton, for Jerry and Stephen and Will McClay to sell him is that you may be able to have a chance to play two quarterbacks, two games, excuse me, as our quarterback. And you go out there and ball, then you show the world, look, I still got skills. I think the – I mean, there's a clearly among backup quarterbacks, the the path has there, – there's two paths, I think, if you're a, a backup trying to get back to being a starter. One is – and this is harder to do – you go to a team that seemingly has a very questionable starter and hope, you know, as bad as that sounds, that 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 player gets benched. And the best example is Ryan Tannehill last year, you know, kind of banked on the fact that Marcus Mariota wasn't that great, you know, you know, was patient, got his opportunity, made the most of it, then got his deal. And now he's the starter for the Tennessee Titans. I think the other route, the more common route is the one Teddy Bridgewater took. Go be a backup on a very good, a very high-profile team that, you know, gets a lot of national publicity and, you know, get your name back out there. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was a big – he was one of the most popular players in the NFL last year just because of who the New Orleans Saints are. I mean, I'm not trying to take anything from Teddy. I mean, the guy went 5-0 and when he started for Drew Brees. But that boosts your, you know, your image and whatever you want to call it a lot. So if Andy Dalton does, you know, get a chance and mop up duty or whatever for the Cowboys to do it for the Cowboys, that's got to help. And um, so – Okay. But it's a storyline. It's something that we that what we do is put out there as a scenario. And you know, given the circumstances, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take this and and just you know look at different scenarios the Cowboys may take in the event that they don't have. Which I'm for sure they'll one way or the other. Something's gonna happen, whether the franchise or whether you know sure. they sign a long term deal. I mean, we don't know yet. There's a lot of time. But uh, again, I mean the. I think when you look at the the situation that they are right now, I think they were kind of forced to not forced, but well, yeah, to to be able to have some security in a backup quarterback. And again, three million dollars to play backup quarterback, you Dude, know, that's yeah. not chunk change, okay, for Danny Dalton, okay. So I don't I don't think it's a bad deal considering you know he he got booted out of Cincinnati to go yeah. to a different route. $3 million from the Cowboys perspective for the best possible insurance you could have is, is a hundred percent worth it. Um, okay. So for the purposes of this exercise, we're going to assume rightfully so that Andy Dalton is QB two for the Cowboys. So where does he rank for you? He He's the what most important player on the Cowboys. I, I think to start it off, I don't think he's any more valuable than any of your 11 starters, which obviously includes Dak Prescott on offense or your 11 starters on defense. I don't think that your backup quarterback is more valuable unless you, you know you had Tom Brady back in the up. That, I mean, that's ridiculous. But I don't think that your backup quarterback is more valuable than any of your starters. Do you agree with that? I agree with that now with you. Okay, so you ask, so ask me this at July 15th, and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a Sure, well, we'll, we're talking we're about it. Um, right. right now, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a great situation to be in. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think under the circumstances, I mean, I can't. He's not a starter. I mean, right. he's a backup quarterback. And, you know, I, that's what we do. We value the, you know, the, the court, the, something when you don't have, 
we we value that more than if they actually had it. If that makes sense, okay. So, so uh, then- I, I don't. To me, it's, it hasn't changed my perspective. I think as we go on in time, this may change. One A to one A. You'll sure. one to one A. I think it may you know, be a, a different, a different uh, circumstances and how they value his his uh, his presence on the team. So then, for now, though, he's you know he's not in the top twenty-two players on the team. Is he twenty-third or is? is um you know we still have yet to see who this team's swing tackle is going to be um you know do you is is you know connor mcgovern more valuable is, is or if if connor's not a star you know are your are your backup you know mixed offensive linemen more valuable than your backup quarterback that's well, what I'm, I'm trying to, to figure out where andy dalton's you know worth is to the well, i think he's i think he's more valuable for than the backups i think as you mentioned you have the 11 22 starters that you have but when i look at the whole you know the the scheme of this team uh now that you have a quarterback like that and look it's a hypothetical question okay because mm-hmm. a lot of things are you know in, in the event that there there is a holdout i mean i think it is an insurance uh, policy for the cowboys and so his value becomes more important um but certainly with other positions on this team i mean uh, you know Joe Donnelly, I, I think that he is a, is a, you know, that's a question mark at center, the position there, because you lose a starter like Travis Frederick. Mm-hmm. That's a question mark. It's more of a concern so, to me right now than the value of the of what these, what the, I mean, I, I guess it could, you could look at it as being valuable because the guy's got to, you know, uh, he's got to, you know, fill in the shoes of a perennial all pro potential, you know, Hall of Famer. And that's right. not easy to do. If we're let's assume Joe Looney's a starter, so then he's he's more valuable, right, than Andy Dalton because he's your starting center hypothetically. Mm-hmm. So, like hypothetically on defense, are would you say Randy Gregory and or Alden Smith are more valuable to the 2020 Cowboys than Andy Dalton? Well, I mean, assuming we they're playing, there's a lot of assumptions and hypotheticals here. I understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're an active player and you're contributing. Is a back. Last time I checked, the backup quarterback back just sits over on the sidelines, and you know, just has, it's a clipboard, or you know, is is you know has a, the earpiece on and like knows what the plays are. Right. So he's a non-factor. The people that are actually contributing, whether it's a rotation on a defensive line, obviously, yeah, there's more value there, RJ, without a doubt. Is Andy Dalton more valuable than Tony Pollard? Who like who between those two players? Who's more valuable? Oh, Tony Pollard. I mean, uh, I mean, this contribution, what he can do as far as you know, special teams and his value as a running back, as far as a one-two punch with him and Zeke. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, without a doubt, he's more valuable it's, because he's going to be he's can contribute. Andy Dalton, as it stands right now, Dak Prescott's a starting quarterback. The only value that he has is if he gets hurt and he can't play, and then all of a sudden. You know, these everything changes, man. right? And that's everything changes. That's the interesting exercise for me. Like, um, this is a weird way to put it, I guess. But like, if you, I don't know, if you had an amazing car, right, and you had car insurance, but say you didn't have 
I don't know, or I'll, I'll put it, I'll, I'll reframe it. You know how, like when you buy a new, like an iPad or a computer or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. like, yeah. oh, do, do you want to buy the insurance? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and, and it's always no, it's always no, unless it's like something you really, 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 really care about. Right. You know what I mean? And you, well, buy you know, it. something's going to happen. You're going to drop it or something right. like that or whatever I do. So let's, <laughs> let's call it your, your computer. Your, your, mm-hmm. You can't live without this computer. Yeah. It's the center of everything you do. And you have the extended warranty for that. Or you have your iPad and, you you know, your son has his PS4 or whatever and all those other, you know, things, but those don't have extended warranties. So then it becomes a matter of what's more important to you. What do you value more? The extended warranty on, on your, your computer or your iPad? You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, that, that's, the, that's the interesting, you know, conundrum for me is what do you, what do you value more? The, the security knowing that you have security for your main thing or your other thing. And that's right. why, that's why I think Tony Pollard's an interesting example because to your point if everything goes well, obviously Tony Pollard is more valuable to the Cowboys because he's going to contribute way more often than Andy Dalton. But Andy Dalton does give you some, you know, mental peace that you have that. So what what do you what do you value more? Well, I mean, I value I, for me, I value I, I mean, it's a combination. I mean, it's a and, and it's, I think it's, this is an awesome conversation to be. Well, yeah. And so if you go on Twitter and I'm, you, you know, this and all these fans are like, okay, well, we got Andy Dalton and Dak wants too much money. So we're, we're, we're good. You know, let's say don't, it, it's just this, you know, this spontaneous reaction to, you know, whatever they get caught up in. If, you, mm-hmm. know, you know, being able to, you know, sign a, a free agent like Andy Dalton, which they don't, they forget about Dak Prescott about how much he can contribute and what he's done over his last four years. So, you know, I value more of, you know, the, you, you have, to, it's like depth, man. You have to have an right. offensive tackle. You have to have depth everywhere. So you gotta, you gotta value that, especially a quarterback. For sure. And to me, part of me wants to say, okay, I really value a lot of Andy Dalton because of the, the situation with Dak Prescott, the unknown. We all know, hopefully it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. But what happens if he holds out for two years or excuse me, for two, two years? For two games, which I don't think is going to happen, but the point is, one side is going to is going to bend. And right now, I think the Cowboys signing someone like Andy Dalton makes it a little easier for them. Not that they have leverage, that they have security and they have an insurance. And the other guy sitting on the other table is like, hmm, Andy Dalton. He's well, he's had a pretty good career. Not that he's going to do what I've done, and I'm not I'm the franchise guy. But you start thinking about that. When all this negotiation starts going on, I just think if if Dak were to get hurt, God forbid, the peace of mind that you have in knowing Andy Dalton is is your backup quarterback is worth a lot more than something else. And I think you know, um, like Trevon Diggs, the Cowboys' second round draft pick, corner out of Alabama, very awesome player, and hopefully you know contributes you know right away. But I think about him, for example. And on on you know on the depth chart at corner, there's Chidibe Wuze, although he might slide over to safety. There's Jordan Lewis. There's obviously Maurice Kennedy and Savion Smith, and now Daryl Worley. There's Anthony Brown. I don't know how much Trevon Diggs is going to play in 2020, especially with Reggie Robinson, who people believe is a little bit more ready in the here and now than Diggs is. And so that's another example to me. I, the, the peace of mind of having Andy Dalton, for whatever reason, if Dak cannot play, 
is more valuable in some capacities than that. I like that peace of mind means more to me, to your point, at the most important position than than even really great depth at corner. Depth anywhere is valuable, but depth at quarterback is a really special thing. Yeah, and don't you have to look at it this year, the different perspective because of just the whole pandemic. You know, guys on at the facility and virtual, you know, OTAs or whatever that is. So there's a lot of unknown. And and I think maybe you may see a lot of maybe there'll be a trend that maybe guys would, you know, when they start letting guys go back in the building, who knows when that's going to be when organizational, when you can actually have a team together, whenever they can get back together. I mean, there may be this trend of more injuries and just the unknown and not to say to Dak and, you know, across the board, I think you may see that. And and I think this is just another approach that, like, look, we don't know. We're going to conduct business. But it's sure good to go to bed at night knowing that we, we have a good backup quarterback sure. under circumstances and we don't have to worry about that. I know to to your point of, you know, like fitness, you know, yeah, being totally. different. Um, and, and, again, everything is so different. But, you know, uh, I think leagues that, that were in operation that had to suspend uh, activity or maybe in a little bit more trouble there. I know that there's been talk like in the EPL, like, you know, lowering every match from 90 minutes just to whatever, because you're taking guys that haven't been playing soccer, you know, this entire time and just yeah. throwing them back. And, and there's, you know, some people are saying, well, have them play a game every other day. And it's like, dude, that, you know, that wear and tear after this, you know, this hiatus is going to be difficult. Uh, the Bundesliga actually today that we're talking, Tony, announced they're resuming in May. So, uh, God willing, we're closer uh, to the end of this than to the beginning. But, you can um, always watch Korean baseball. I hear that's uh, some, uh, must, must yeah. watch TV now. That's uh, that's going on. ESPN's there in that. <laughs> See, like the, the most competitive things that have been happening around the world these days uh, have been that uh, have been and basically debate over Andy Dalton. Like those, those are the most competitive things happening in the world right now, because th- this Andy Dalton thing really did like cause a lot of a ruckus. I mean, there's a lot of takes flying around uh, with regards to Andy Dalton. But that's that's why I think I go back to the notoriety of, of if if I was a backup quarterback and I wanted to get back to being a starter, you can bet everything that I would go somewhere that was going to raise my profile. If Andy Dalton signed for the exact same money, the exact same situation, and had gone even closer to his original home in Katy, Texas, and signed with the Houston Texans, this story ends on Saturday night. Oh, you know without I mean? a doubt. But, yeah, but because, I mean, it's the Cowboys, and it's, uh, you know, it's it's, it's newsworthy. And, and, and it was and it was very, very wise. That's what I'm saying. Of and it was Dalton. kept under the radar. It just came out of, like, you're just like me. I don't know when any of you saw the news break. I'm like, wow, that's, that's intriguing there. Good for the Cowboys. Um, it is very cool. Um, okay, Tony. So last thoughts. Uh, give me give me something you're going to cook between now and the next time we speak, and something you're going to watch. And it can't well, be the last it, dance. Well, it's Mother's Day this so weekend. This that's weekend. Right. So uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do whatever whatever my wife wants. My mom's in uh, in Oklahoma, so I'll send her a card and I won't be there with her. But um, I don't know. Whatever she wants. I got a new grill, by the way. Okay. Oh, I love my new photo. grill. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably grill something outside. Um, and I'll tell you something that's really been intriguing to me. And I don't know if you – I'm sure you've seen this. ESPN is posted. It's the slapping championships. Have you seen Dude, the – Yeah, the Oh, my gosh. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Man. a video. Some, some dude, like, literally got, like, wrecked. Like, I mean, like, oh passed out. Yeah. But it's like arm wrestling, but it's guys slapping each other. I mean, we're talking big men. 
Oh, and dude, yeah. Just knock, just knocking their face off their off their shoulders. Yeah. And it's I'm intrigued by that. So I think I'm gonna have to go more de- in in depth with with that. And man, I'll give you, a, I'll, I'll tweet something out. But man, I, I tell you what, man, these guys are just crazy. Um, have you ever done, this was really popular with, uh, when I was in college because of the TV show, how I met your mother. Have you ever done a slap bet with somebody? Um, slap bet. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, like we're, I don't know, like we're going to play 18 holes today. Whoever wins gets to slap the other person across the face as hard as they want. Like, I mean, like, again, when I was in college, we were really dumb and, and this was a really popular thing on a TV show, um, called how I met your mother. And so at the time everybody was watching that show. And, and so like, you had to, you had to be like, let's do a slap bet. You know what I mean? Cause, cause they were doing it all the time. Uh, so you would, you would bet a slap over the stupidest stuff. You know what I mean? And then the winner would get to slap the loser uh as hard as he wanted it was stupid well how'd that turn out for you i was thankfully on the winning side of that more often than not uh but some like i i also was not that um risky with with the the betting of slaps but i had a lot of friends who were and so sometimes and this was again inspired by the show it would be a bet of like three slaps and in the show um, you know, they discuss different slaps and one, you know, one guy gets to slap the other, uh, five times, but like between now and the end of time. And so the, the rules are, you never know when it's coming, but I, I get to slap you five times between now and the end of life whenever I want. And so like the person was constantly <laughs> like living in fear that a slap was coming. It was really funny. Yeah. I think that you could play mind games, especially in the golf course. Right. If you're worried about getting slapped by me or some other dude that's twice your size. And oh, by the way, watching these Russian uh, champ, these slap offs, I mean, I'm going to call it slap off. I don't know. I just saw it on ESPN. And like I said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go into more detail. It's like getting slapped. I mean, these guys are big men. Thor, the guy that just broke from Game of Thrones, is the guy that just broke the deadlifting record of over a thousand pounds. These guys are Thor size, slapping the shit out of some guy that's. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, dude! Like, I really think that you can. In the, I've, I've seen the videos. It looks like a face is going to get broken. Like, it's it's really really. And then bad. the guy just sits there, and just the big dude just kind of like shakes it off. And then you're supposed to just slap him on the, you know, you can't like hit him on the back of the head, but it's just Oh, yeah, like, yeah, you, you got to avoid the ear. Who like, thanks yeah. of this stuff, um, RJ? I don't know. Well, to be fair, Michael Jordan was betting on tossing quarters uh, in pieces of a carpet. So, I mean, anybody can think of anything. And he got um, beat by the Jerry Curl yeah. dude with a mullet. Um, so, uh, everybody, thanks for listening make sure to subscribe to the blog on the boys podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, tune in radio stitcher. We are everywhere. Tony, enjoy the grilling. Happy mother's day, uh, to yours. And, uh, let's do it again. Yours also appreciate it. Everybody All the have, mothers out there, everybody have a happy mother's day week. We'll talk to you soon enough. This was the seven five Oh.
Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.